Hey there, it's Timmy Manor, and welcome to the Spirit of Sport right here on 1170 SEN. Joining me tonight, like he does every week, Ben Little. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Is it a smile there? Is it? Yes. Yeah. There's a smoke. A little smile. A yeah. little bit of a smile. I'm ramping up. Okay. Welcome to 2023, my friend. Hey. Hey, I guess this week, I'm excited on the Spirit of Sport. After making his debut for Melbourne City back in 2019, our guest will then become one of the most promising young footballers in Australia right now. He's playing at the MacArthur FC. He's a forward. He's a star. And we got him on the show today. We're so grateful for it. Moody Najjar, welcome, Woo! champion. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, mate. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on. It uh, seems like there's a lot going on in your neck of the woods uh, recently that you filled me in on earlier today. But how's, how's, how's things in your world, mate? How are you finding this season so far? Uh, yeah, we've had our ups and downs. So we've won the Australian Cup, which was something big for the club, first silverware, which is also massive. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, just been hectic, I guess, because just results go our way, they don't go our way, but you got to stick through, I guess, and just go, go through the season. Now, you're still so young. I think you're 22, mate, and you've been in the league for a number of years. How do you find playing yeah. at this level at such a young age? Uh, I think it's incredible, and I'm uh, grateful for it, to be honest. I think it's something I've always wanted to do, and to do it at a young age and still doing it is amazing, which I'm very thankful for. Mate, it's, it's, yeah, we're very proud of you to see where you're going, mate. And the, way you, the way you carry yourself is what's, I guess, the most, um, you know, the, the best part, because you're not just playing football, you're also great off the field as well. Um, how, how are you from McCarthy? You come, I think it's six at the moment, is that right? Um, uh, yeah, it'll be something like that, yeah. Which kind of puts you in the picture for finals, qualifications. How do you think you're tracking so far? And if you look back in the season, um, what are the lessons been like that you've learned along the way? Uh, I think, well, one of the lessons we've learned is that it's a, anyone can win, you know. So anything can happen as well. So I think we have a good squad this year. And you can see over the number of years with our team that we've pushed for finals football. So even though we're six, um, we're coming up to halfway of the season. We still got plenty of time to push for finals, even into that top three spot. Um, but like, like I said, anyone can win the game on the weekend. So yeah. I think we're, we're all be up there for sure. What's the fan base like at MacArthur? Are you guys enjoying the fans? Yeah, we, we enjoy the fans. We try, um, we, we hope to get more come out more often, but when they do come out, it shares our, well, experience. We, us, the players and the fans share an experience where That's it just awesome. gets loud and goes crazy. You know what I mean? And then after we score a goal, everyone gets behind each other and then you feel that energy and that vibe. So yeah. it does get better each time, but we, we do hope to get more hopefully soon. Man, that's awesome, man. And watching the, the boys uh, over in Qatar doing so well, the Socceroos, uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think that there's ways that Australia can jump on the back of that momentum and, and continue to grow the game and, and make it bigger and more competitive here in Australia? Oh, 100%. I think it shows showed in the world that even though we are far away from Europe and everything, that Australia do have uh, great players and that we're promising coming through. So I think after that, it puts us, it gives us momentum for the next World Cup or whatever we have going on next. But 100%, I think it just shows that we're hungry and we, we can we have the desire to fight for, for a spot. From where you're sitting, how do you, how do you think Australia is going with their junior development pathways? Oh, it's changed a lot. I think it's 
going like it's going beautiful. It's going to the right direction. I've seen kids um these days how they are from when they were before and changed completely. Now young kids are learning more skills and learning the game more and more. Even they even watch on YouTube or whatever games. Back then it wasn't like that. It was just more you have to watch in person. Mm. But now it's it's developed a lot more which is good to see in a way. So no, I think it's going in the right direction. Yeah, I agree with you, mate. I think it's come a long way. And the the talent you saw on display at Qatar just shows you how far Australia is going. And for, for a country with such a small population, to be able to compete at such a high level against those countries is enormous. It says so much about how our sport's travelling. Um, a lot of them do come, though, like they, they apply their trade a lot in, in Europe. So they, they kind of get really good here and they kind of find a place in Europe where they can extend their career. You, where, what's your thoughts? You're only 22. You're already playing in the A-League. Would you eventually look to, to try to play in Europe somewhere? Yes, I think uh, every player... I, I'm sure every player would be thinking the same. But um, for me personally, I would love to go to Europe where I've been myself. I've been to England when I was 12 and I loved the experience over there. Yeah. Um, I lived there for five to six months as a, when I was a kid and I loved it. Wow. So yeah. For me personally, I would love to go overseas to play over there. Yes, I know it's, it is much better football than Australia, but yep. I'm not saying Australia's bad. Yep. But of course, Europe over there is much better and it pays a bit more. But I would love to be over there, hopefully soon. What, so we'll see how it goes. Is there a country in particular you, you, you have your eye on or is it just doesn't matter where you end up? Are you happy to go anywhere in Europe? Or is there certain countries that are better than others? Uh, I'd love to go to. I would love to go to England or Spain. I think they're the top two yeah. uh, countries to play at. Um, but anywhere in Europe would be amazing to play. It's just, it's just the culture of football and the fans. It's just, it's something different. If that makes sense, it's just a lot different. So, anywhere in Europe basically would be, would be yeah. ideal. Take us back to where it all started for you. Where did you um, play your juniors? So I started uh, at five years old. So I was at a club called um, Mount Pritchard. Yeah, yeah Westie. Yeah, I'm a Westie boy. So nice. I played there for, I think, from the ages uh, from five to eight. And then from there on, I moved to a place in a Denser Park, a team called Sydney Juniors, which I was there for two years. And then from there on, I went to a rep team. Uh, it's called Southern Districts. Uh, and then from there on, I went to an MPL club, which is like reps, higher reps. But yep. that's when football starts to get serious. Um, I was there from the ages of the 13th to the 15th, but I was always playing one year up, so I was always the youngest in my team. Right. And then from there on, I went, they were called Bonnery White Eagles, so West again. Yeah. And then I went one year to Sydney Olympic, which is... Belmore, out that way, Canterbury. Yeah, yeah. Went there for one year, and then I got picked up by the Western Sydney Wonders for the youth team. So I got picked up from the scout when when I was 15, 16, playing for the under-18s. And then I stayed at Wonders for two, three years, and then made my move to uh, Melbourne City. And then from Melbourne City, I've come back um, to the Sydney for MacArthur Bulls. Um, you obviously played now three A-League clubs. What's the difference between each one culture-wise? And I'm curious to ask about Melbourne City as well. I know they're, they're managed by the same group that does you know, Man City. And is, is there any difference between that club and the other clubs? Um, 
Well, when I was at Wanderers, it was a startup club. Of, so it was much more different, whereas Melbourne City was more um, established. Yeah. But Melbourne City was much different because, like you said, they are owned by the uh, their sister club, Manchester City. So facility-wise, it was always going to be better and always come out on top. Yeah. Um, and then with MacArthur, I also was there when they first started, so they're three years new. So for them, they're building now, and it has gotten better a lot over the years. But honestly, each one's all different, you know, like... I think it's just every team has a unique, different style and different way how they approach things and just teach and train, I guess. It's just all different. There's no one way you can yeah. really say which one's better. You would have had many coaches over the years. What have been some of the standout qualities of the coaches that you've really um, been able to excel under? Well, recently my coach was at MacArthur, was uh, Dwight York, so he's a Manchester United legend. Yeah. Um, I think that one was one of the big ones coming from him because he was a Manchester United legend, so everyone was yeah. just very happy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I've had plenty of coaches, like you said. Um, I've had play- coaches from Melbourne City named Eric Mombas, which is a top, top coach who's coached players like Pogba and you know, Mbappe, like all the big names. Wow. So I think it just shows that the coaches that we're getting is, actually very the quality that we're getting is amazing mm. yeah that's, that's, which is fantastic to have in australia it just goes back to so, the point that we're talking about with australia coming so far um correct how, how do they what's the, the way that the clubs increase their funding like how do you guys afford you know bigger scalps and bigger marquees is there a secret there or is it pretty much just the same as any other sport in terms of commercial marketing I think it's just the same as every other sport, to be honest. Just commercial marketing and then whatever we do on the side, we have just fundraisers, fans. I think it's just all the same for yeah. every sport, to be yeah. honest. I'm... Well, you, we spoke earlier, and, and you are of Lebanese background, so I'm fascinated to know, how did your parents let you leave home to go to Melbourne as an 18-year-old? How did that happen? Well, that's a very good question. <laughs> I, I don't know that myself, <laughs> but... No, it was good. They, uh, I think they just uh, realised that it was part of my career and I was so determined I wanted to become a footballer in all my life, you know. Um, and for them to see me play and be happy, they were like, oh, we've got to let him go, you know, and enjoy yeah. himself and let him go for his dreams. Cause yeah. it's a, I know it's a big step, but it's got to happen somewhere in my life. And how did you find it? Like, obviously, first time away from home, learning to you know, clean and cook and all that, how did you find it as an 18-year-old? Oh, uh, to be honest, I loved it. And to this day, my mum doesn't do nothing for me. So I do all the <laughs> cooking, cleaning, laundry, washing, everything. So yeah, I think, on, yeah. to be honest, I think it's a good thing that as, as a 17, 18 year old, you become so independent because then you learn life skills, which yeah. is something not a lot of people get taught. Um, so I think it, it is a good thing. And I think doing that was one of the best things I've done in my life. So taught me a lot to be honest to become basically a man in my man basically so mm. i had to grow up and obviously they didn't go to parties and all that stuff so it was good it was very good do you have any siblings what, what, what's your family upbringing like uh, i've got a big family so i've got one sister which is 
34, she's the oldest, and then I've got two brothers, with her, which is 31 and 28, and they all have kids, so. Oh, awesome. oh wow. I've got a big, yeah, big family. And what's your uh, what's your status, relationship status at the moment? Me, I'm single, so I'm just oh, okay, relaxing, okay. Re- relaxing it for now, just taking my time, got plenty of time. I was, yeah, I was seeing uh, you. Uh, I just I saw I was talking to you on Instagram recently, and uh, young ladies, if you want to find him, yeah, Woody Najar, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. putting it out there, slide into his DMs. Uh, yeah, does have a rig on him? Got a rig. Got a, <laughs> a bit, bit of silverware as well. I saw him win that trophy. Yeah, uh, he's got vision for his life. <laughs> Speaking of vision for your it. life, what um, what do you see yourself doing post football? I know it's a long way away from you now. Um, we did meet last week when you were doing a course, uh, a business course. What um, what does the future look like, and what is something that you're passionate about and would like to do when you finish? So I'd love to open up my own academy, which I do on the side right now for myself. But I'd like to obviously make it bigger and bigger as I go, mm. just to give back to the young kids and show them what I've done to get myself to a professional level, and just give back to them and hopefully get them to that level. And then obviously, and then on the side, I would also love to just open up a business just on the side, whether it's a cafe or uh, it's a flower shop because my family have a flower shop. That's right, um, yeah. So I've been in that, I've been involved in that for nearly 20 years. So I'd love to just open up just a shop just to give back to people and just, yeah, love to see people smiling on their face. How, how does a flower shop work? Where, where, where do you source your flowers? Where do you get them from? Are you growing yourself? Where, how does it work? Ah, that, that's a good question. Well, we either get them from the markets or they get them imported from either uh, Kenya or Colombia. Really? So they get them imported. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's very interesting. A lot of people don't know that. But how, how do they stay fresh so long? Uh, they put some type of chemical in it and it just keeps it fresh, to be honest. And wow. They last longer than the local ones. So, wow. and the weather—it's hard to grow them here because the weather's not the best. It's either sunny. It's like Melbourne weather. Either sunny, yeah. rain, windy. No one knows on the day. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I think that's what's the thing as well. That's 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 interesting. Um, and as a family business, is your any of your siblings getting more involved or taking over that from your parents, or what's the next steps for that business? So, yeah, so my sister's opened up her own flower shop, on the, so she's got her own one now. Um, the original one, my brother has taken over as well, so he's got his, he's running that also, and then that's where I would like to open up my own one, or yeah. Yeah, hopefully open up my own one, so then we keep it going. And then my other brother, he's just, he's a physio, so he has his, he's completely out of it. He's, he's separate, he's got his own clinic, but he's yeah. doing well for himself. What uh for the listeners listening at home, what is the name of the uh, flower shop if they wanted to check it out? So we got one in Liverpool which is called Zenith Flowers and then we got one which is my sister, she's in London, which is West West, which is called uh Ellis Flowers. Oh, how good's that? And Yeah, so we got two. My, I know what my missus' favourite flower is because you learn that as you get married eight, over eight or nine years. Uh is what's the most popular flower you have from, from uh clients? Uh, I think everyone, all the girls love a rose. Most it's girls a stock love standard, roses, stock so. standard rose. Yeah, stock, correct, stock standard. The most expensive one as well, usually. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. the ones that come from the Colombia or Kenya, so they're the most ones that are expensive. What is it with, with women's presents? Why what, what are they expensive? Yeah, like <laughs> rings and and handbags <laughs> and what are they, Why can't they just like simple things like yeah. you know, like a chocolate bar? Like why you know? Yeah. Thing? 
I wish I could answer that question, but I don't think <laughs> you could answer that for me. Oh, no, I know. Well, mate, you're 22, so you're still very young. Um, is there anything that you'd want to do, like, in terms of sport, or is that, um, like, as in, you know, we speak to some players that when they retire, they want to get involved in coaching or, um, you know, I know you want to do an academy, but is there something you'd want to do at a professional level, like as a full-time job, or is academy something you see yourself more investing into the juniors rather than a senior level? Uh, no, I would love to coach senior level. I would, I would love to do that. Um, I think it would just, I'd have to just give us some time first and I'd rather op- like focus on my academy and then after I've opened that up completely and made that very stable, then I think I'd move on to doing senior coaching, which I'd love to do. Yeah. Um, it's completely different to junior. Guaranteed it's completely different. It gets more fast and you've got to understand a lot more. But really? I would love to do that. Yeah, it's completely different. It's gonna, it's a lot different. So I think, hopefully, I would be able to do that, and we'll see what happens with that. How, how do you find the parents? I feel that soccer in particular. Like I know league, league parents have got a bad reputation, but soccer parents that they invest heavily in their children, they spend a lot of money, um, and I, just from the outside looking in, it can be a bit political sometimes. Did you grow up in an environment where you noticed that at all? Did you ever find out, like, see that? Yeah, you know, parents can get really involved, and is you know the, the politics at play at a young age. Oh, hundred percent, yeah. Oh, guaranteed. Parents put a lot. They either put a lot of money for their son or daughter to get a lot of training, or for them just to make it. But in the end, hard talent doesn't stop you. If that makes sense, you gotta. Yeah. If you're working hard, no one can stop you. Uh, yeah. But guaranteed, there's there's a lot of money involved in soccer, so. Yeah. You gotta obviously just you gotta be good enough, hopefully, to stick by it. To be honest, and just yeah. make it a dream, and hopefully make it through. So then, hopefully, one day you can help your parents out with with the money. But hundred yeah. percent, it's there's definitely money in there. Right. That's yeah, it's it's crazy. Is there? Yeah, man, I just saw Ronaldo's contract he just signed with in Saudi Arabia, Benny. Well, what did <laughs> what did Ronaldo sign for for the year? I think it was uh, two hundred and something, two hundred and ninety million or something like that. Oh, is that crazy all? money? Is that all? Almost, yeah, a, just, almost a million just, a day. Not that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, who, who are your well, heroes? Like when you watch a sport, who are the who are the guys you look up to the most in terms of the way they play and carry themselves? Um, well, I've looked up to players from overseas, like players like Thierry Henry. He was a French guy, played for Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. So I looked up towards him. If we're looking at Australia-wise, I think I'd look at Harry Kill, uh, Mark Paducah, Tim Cahill. They're all great players. They've all played at high level. And I think it's shown what they've done in their in their time that it's amazing what they've done because they've also played overseas. So, um, But mainly the ones overseas, I would go for Thierry Henry, Messi. Oh, I'd love Messi, Ronaldo. They're all great players. So I think just watching them was amazing. You seem like a really resilient um, player and person. Uh, what what have been like? Where did that start for you? Like, is that something you were born with, or is that something you you acquired along the way? Um, I think it was just I've always to be to be honest, I've always been like that, and I think it's just that's just how I've been. I'm just very very humble and just very resilient, just like you said. But I think I've always had that in my pocket and just that's just how I am to be honest yeah how's he single Benny how's he (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh. Are you doing any other study you're doing? So you're doing that business management course. Um, what, what else are you doing to prepare for life after footy? Um, uh, on, to be honest, I'm not too sure yet. I just want to get through this course first and then see what uh, opens the doors and then go from there. And hopefully I'll get something going on again. Definitely got to study something else. It's always good to have uh, something as a plan B because you never know what could happen if you yeah. get an injury or... No one knows, you know what I mean? Exactly, so, yeah. Plus, you, you always got to have a plan B. You got wog parents too, mate. If they're anything like mine, Correct. they're dragging you by the ear, making sure you keep <laughs> studying. That's right. Um, That's right. That's right. Mate, we don't have long left, but we do have a 60-second Blitz coming up with Ooh. Blitz. Good luck with it, mate. Good luck. Mate, I'm just going to take 60 seconds out of your day, and I'm just going to fire, <laughs> rapid fire a bunch of questions at you. You've got to answer the first, uh, the first answer that comes to your head, okay? Okay. Okay. Now, what would be your dream date? Dream date? Yeah. Uh, I'd say just a movie, I guess, and dinner. Ooh, okay. Favourite movie then? Oh, favorite movie. Yeah. Home Alone. Oh, oh great yes. choice. Yes. <laughs> oh. Now, if you actually That's go out to the uh, big screen, you can choose two options from the candy bar. What are, what are you snacking on? Oh, I'd say some... I'd pick popcorn with Maltesers. That's oh, a combo. Jeez, that's a good combo. Now, um, you, on your day off, on your downtime, what's your uh, favorite like day off activity? Uh, I love to go for walks. Go to a cafe, go for a walk. I love doing that. Beautiful. Timmy hates Long the cafes. Long romantic walks on the beach. I, I, Benny, I, I do frequent a cafe been, every now he, and then. He's only been to eight today. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have like an unusual habit that no one would really know about? No, I don't think so to this. No, I don't, nah. No ritual, no, no pregame ritual or anything like that? Wear your socks on back to front or something? I think just the normal, everyone just ties one... Why shoot always first before oh, yeah. the other? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that too, Benny. I think that's a normal. Left, yeah. foot, le- left foot first, right foot next. That's, oh, that is was, that a thing? That was my thing, yeah. Yeah, well. Yeah. Um, there you go. Mate, what's your, if you had a spirit animal, what would that animal be? A uh, lion. Oh. <laughs> now, listen, you, 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 you got, got, <laughs> you got a pro- I, I like that, the Lebanese lion. Yeah, and yeah. what would yours be? <laughs> Me? Yeah. Uh, Elephant? Nah. Maybe like <laughs> a, like a, Panda bear, like something that's big but doesn't move a lot. Gorilla, maybe. <laughs> gorilla. Hairy, hairy, like, yeah, probably yeah. a hairy gorilla. Yeah, hairy. Some, silver in some place. Silverback. I've got a bit of silver in my grey in my beard too. Yeah. Uh, mate, you're on. You, you got. You, you can go on a holiday. I'll get it out in a second. You go on a <laughs> holiday with all your mates. You can go anywhere uh, in the world. Where, where are you taking them? Uh, I think we'll go in Greece. Oh, hello there. I think. Yeah. I think we gotta go to Greece, you know, go for a bit of party. I'm coming with. Yeah, I'm coming with. Let's see, we're going. (laughs) Bring it on. That's all I got, mate. You survived. You survived. Well done, mate. You came out. With your head held high, <laughs> and you've also come to the end of the, the chat on the Spirit of Sport, mate. And I wanted to thank you for your time. And mate, twenty two years of old and twenty two years of age, and I've been so impressed um, with the way you carry yourself and and the way you know you put you know, you, the professionalism you show at such a young age is really really great to see. And mm. I got no doubt your, your career's got some really big things on the horizon coming up soon, mate. And we're so honoured that we get to watch your career closely and see it all in action. Thanks for your time and we wish you all the best, mate. Thanks for joining us on Spirit of Sport. Well, thank you guys for having me. It was a pleasure and hopefully we can talk soon. Woody, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you.